Welcome back to the shit show with your host, Michelle Biggers Rider. Oh, 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 And me, AJ Rucker. Um, oh, you actually went to, with your real name this time. Yeah, short for Antoine Jamal. Got it. Street okay. cred. Cuh. Yes, that's obviously what you have here in the mean streets of Santa Ana. All right, we have a special treat for you. More specialer than when we had Anthony on in the last episode. Damn, more special. More specialer. You're throwing that out there. I'm you're throwing like, out a like more specialer. I know it was actually just specifically to piss him off, and also because Keen's more specialer than Anthony. That's right. And, and he's listening to this because he is on the line with us. Our friend Keaton Tam is here. Keaton. Keaton. The Maui. The Maui Vore Tam. What the fuck does that even mean? If you didn't get it, he's from Maui. I, I got and that. And he's a carnivore. The Mau the Mauervore. That that took a little <laughs> thank you, for thank me you. too. <laughs> thank you. I All got right. a speech impediment for a second. <laughs> I, I did not know where he was going with this. So, Keaton, you are a carnivore through and through. Is that correct? Through and through. I would say even before I started the diet, I would say I was kind of a carnivore at heart anyways. So it, it was just right. It's like once you saw it, it was love at first sight. Pretty much. Because for me, it, it was like when I found out that this was actually a thing, first of all, I was like, what? How is that a thing? And then I was like, well, I don't even like vegetables anyways. So <laughs> why not? <laughs> so how long have you been specifically on the carnivore diet? I would say it's been about a year now. I Ooh. think around March or April last year is when I started. That's um, but I tra- I I actually um, was doing keto beforehand. How long were you doing keto? Keto was probably six months. Okay. And so it was kind of an easy transition for me, actually. That's nice for you. What made you take the jump? Well, doing keto, everything was good. My parents were actually doing carnivore before I was, and they were seeing, you know, all kinds of great results from the way they felt to the way they looked. And like I said, I was like, well, if I can just eat meat and not have to eat vegetables, that sounds awesome to me. So I was like, why not? I was doing keto kind of just experimentally anyways, Mm -hmm. just to see how I would feel, what would happen. I kind of got my, I did the six months of that saw what I needed to see, felt what I needed to feel. So I was like, why not try going on carnivore and then see what else happens? And I don't know, I just, it kind of became a lifestyle for me. That's why I've been doing it for a year now. So day to day, what does it look like for you? Because right now you're quarantining, which for us is part of the reason why we did this. It's a little bit easier to, you know, make our meals, plan our meals, bring the stuff we need to the places we need you're not we're not going out but in your day-to-day life how do you function as a carnivore for me like in my job so i'm a flight attendant and my day-to-day i i will prepare my own meals and i bring them onto the plane and i can you know warm that up it's actually easier with what i do compared to a lot of other people because i'm just eating whatever i cook at home so it's the same on my days on and my days off pretty much so like something that i do most of the time is i'll have like eggs in the morning for breakfast and then i'll have a steak for lunch and 
some sort of either ground beef dish or I do I do like lamb a lot. I'll do lamb mm. um, for dinner. Ooh, Sometimes big girl pork. loves lamb. Big girl. Um, big girl loves lamb. Big girl, I do. <laughs> Every time I see Jocelyn's post about the lamb you make, I want to just call her invite my, and invite myself over. I haven't yet, but it might happen one day. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't eat. She doesn't really eat it, so it's pretty much that just nice five pound roast to myself. Well, big girl will come help you with it if you ever need, <laughs> you know, an an extra belly to fill. Oh, dude, it's a couple, big girl. So out outside of those types of meals, do you still experiment with food? Like, do you cook as far different things? as like different kind of carnivore meals? Yeah, just... just different type of rest. Do you ever get tired of eating the same thing over and over again? Does it get boring to you? Well, I kind of have like a very simple type of palate, I would say, because I can really eat the same thing over and over and not really get tired of it. Now, during quarantine time, I mean, even outside of this, I pretty much will eat steak and eggs every morning. And it's so delicious every time. I don't know. I just, I don't get tired of that. How strict are you? So, uh, like, do you... I've gotten a lot less strict because like, when I first started, I was really strict for six to eight months probably. But then now, especially because like Joss does, she's doing keto. If we're like making a dinner, we'll usually make it a keto dinner. And then I'll try my best, you know, to make it as carnivore for me as possible. But if there's some keto elements, whatever, like there's onions in there or mushrooms and stuff, I'll, I'll just eat it mm. because I, for me, I don't have any like autoimmune issues. So that wasn't one of the reasons why I was on the, the diet. So it's not like I was trying to cut out those foods because I was, they were causing me problems or anything. So if I need to eat it or if it's just inconvenient, then I'll dabble. So do you still eat out at restaurants? Yes, but it's kind of limited as to, like, the kinds of places that you can go. Obviously, any, like, burger places are pretty easy because you can just do no bun. Korean barbecue is a big one. Mm. Mm. Like, like all-you-can-eat Korean barbecue. Oh, can yeah. we do that actually really soon? <laughs> that sounds fabulous. Yeah, when everything opens back up, it's, that is such a great idea. Yeah. That and, um, like, all-you-can-eat shabu-shabu. Ooh. Yeah, I've thrown down some shabu shabu in my life. I I'm sure like Big Girl that. has too. Big Girl has thrown down some oh, shabu shabu. I don't doubt that. <laughs> guys, guys. <laughs> They'll call you Big Girl for nothing. They don't call big me girl. Big Girl for nothing. Big Girl. Okay, but so what are other types of restaurants that are e- easy to eat out at? Or if it's if it's not your choice to eat out at a restaurant, let's say you're just going for someone's birthday or you want to go on a double date and someone suggests a restaurant. Do you try and like get out of that or is there do you just order like a side of chicken or steak well i feel like most places have burgers so if it like worst comes to worst i'll just do like a protein style burger you know okay there's not too a whole lot of like restaurants that won't have a burger i guess if you're like at an asian restaurant there'll be vietnamese restaurants that we'll go to sometimes and you know how they have like the vermicelli noodle bowls with mm-hmm. meat in it mm-hmm. They'll do that. I've had them do that with just the meat and vegetables before. Or they even actually, they even have dishes that are just meat. So I'll try my best to just get the dishes that have meat in it. But it definitely prevents, 
it it kind of hinders me a lot as far as being able to go out to functions that are at restaurants and whatnot. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't. I don't think I find it to be a problem. Well, that's it. I mean, just like a vegetarian goes out. And, yeah. You know, and you don't have a problem not eating around people who are eating, right? You prepare for it, like where you eat beforehand or you have food at home afterwards? Yeah, for the most part. But, I mean, I, the way I look at, like, this whole lifestyle of eating, I guess, is that no matter if I was eating keto, carnivore, vegetarian, like, whatever my eating style was, like, you're always trying to eat, like, you're always trying to eat something that's specific to your diet, right? So if I was vegetarian, then I, I'm not going to be eating meat. So no matter where I go or what I'm doing, I'm trying to avoid something, you know? Yeah. And so for me, it was like, well, keto, at least when I started keto, it seemed like the easiest and most sustainable thing for me. And like, I was like, well, I can still eat bacon. I can eat steak, you know, all these great <laughs> things that I love, I can still eat. And so that's why I was like, I can do this for sure. Versus, you know, when I was eating before that, the quote unquote clean diet of brown rice, broccoli, and chicken breast, which. Yeah. Unseasoned yeah. brown rice. You think about and that now. It sounds so boring. And that's why. So then I switched over to carnivore and I, you know, I still get to eat that bacon and eggs, steak and eggs, you know, all this stuff that I still love. I don't know. It just it didn't seem. It seemed like the best choice of an eating style to me. Got it. Do you use any types of dairy or are you strictly in the meat water? When the, when it comes down to the base of what you're doing, are you strictly the meat water? I've never actually done just the meat water. I've done it for like maybe a week, but I haven't done like a 30 day just meat water thing before. So like I do dairy. I did try to stay away from dairy for a while though. I don't think I noticed too many big differences. I don't think I'm very sensitive to dairy, so now I'll do heavy cream, I'll do cheese, sour cream sometimes. Sour cream is an option? Damn sour it. cream, yeah, yeah. Obviously, ideally, you want to try and like limit that stuff, but there are some dishes that we've made, like there's a, a crab dip or um, a smoked clam dip that you use, like cream cheese, mm, and yeah, you use kind of a lot of dairy in that, Big though. Girl. Yeah. Eat it with some pork rinds. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, Good. okay. We're doing Ooh. this tomorrow. I'm getting Good that girl. recipe and we're doing it tomorrow. Yeah, okay. I can I can send you Thank the recipe. you. Okay, alcohol. Where are you alcohol-wise? I will do... I mean, now I'm starting to do, like, typical White Claw Trulies. No. <laughs> uh, a little embarrassed to say that, but <laughs> I would say mostly Duh. it'll be just, like, whiskey on the rocks or just something on the rocks or mixed with just like club soda do you feel when you drink your hangovers are better or worse on this diet or were they oh. better or worse before the diet i can tell you that when i started keto i was probably like two months in before i actually had a uh real night of drinking and it was the worst hangover i've ever had after that because <laughs> yeah. you, you definitely cannot drink as much as you used to once you start eating like this it's it was terrible yeah we've been sober for the whole month and That's smart I, I uh have a strange feeling about the first night when we come back <laughs> I don't know if you'll make it past that night. Well, the first night and then the next day we're going to the river and we'll be drinking on the water. Oh, man. 
that's going to be rough. That, yeah, and I'm kind of nervous about that, too. Just know, yeah, you're not going to be able to handle as much as you could, so that means that, that's that all I, I am prepared for. I think part of it, just a straight month of being sober, and right. then just the lack of excess nutrients in my body, I know I'm just going to be processing things differently. So I am prepared. But I'm also looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's, Easy to get carried away. What's the biggest change in your body that you've noticed from the diet? Like, are you talking physical, like, appearance? Yeah, like, what or... have you felt and seen the biggest difference in your body? Have you lost a lot of weight? Have you gotten stronger? Do you feel like you have more energy? Can Definitely energy is steady. I did notice that keto as well. When I did keto, I ended up losing a whole bunch of weight, probably almost close to 15 pounds. And I mean, if you know me, it's not like I'm, I don't have a whole lot of weight to lose. So that 15 pounds was a little too much. Mm-hmm. And that's was another reason why, why I wanted to kind of go into carnivore too, was to up that protein intake to make sure I wasn't losing too much weight. Um, so during carnivore, I actually put on another, I probably put on five pounds back. So yeah, I feel like... The energy is definitely consistent through the day, which it was not before. I really notice it during workouts, whereas before, let's say during like a leg day, if I'm squatting, you know, at the at the end of the day, I crash, you know, during mm-hmm. before I started this, I would crash, you know, have that like real hypoglycemic kind of feeling. But after I started keto and then into carnivore, I don't really get those crashes at all when I'm working out. Like, yeah, I'm tired, but it's not its not an energy, like, a, it's a different kind of, it's just your muscles are tired. Yeah. Your energy is still there, though. Uh, right. It's not a full you know? body exhaustion, like, you've reached your right. limit for the day. You still have something in the tank to keep you up. Yeah, I'm still awake. I can still, still go yeah. do things, you know? What's your, uh, what are your workouts like? You know, are they high intensity, metabolic training? No, I'm, like mine it. is more of kind of traditional weightlifting. Mm-hmm. I don't do any hit stuff or circuits, really. Okay. Have you noticed any difference in strength capabilities? Have you gone up, gone down, stayed pretty consistent? I'll say I, even though I lost some weight, I was able to keep my strength, which was nice which kind of told me that, you know, most of what I was losing was fat and not muscle. So mm-hmm. that was good to me. Nice. I felt like I've gotten a little bit weaker on my squat, but that's also because I think I lost, you know, 10 pounds and I haven't been this right. light ever. But we're also not doing as much leg exercises as we were. Yeah. I can't imagine now where I'm at, you know, since this quarantine stuff. You guys are lucky because you got that gym, you know. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's been nice. It's well because we didn't use it even the first week and a half after quarantine and then right before we started this diet that first week that's when we started using it and even that week and a half off was horrible i lost some of the gains i had gotten i could not do as much weight it was a lot harder on my body and you're just doing a hundred squats for 10 minutes and push-ups and you're like all right i guess i'll go run a mile now too what else do i have to do yeah, so that's kind of where I was already at when I started this diet and then jumping into everything. I don't feel like I've 
gotten any gains over the past month and I was already down. No, so you're not you're not back to where you were before. We haven't done any super heavy lifts where I'm really testing mm-hmm. how much I can do. AJ does a little bit more. I did a somewhat heavier squat the other day. I did 185 for 8. Big big girl. Big girl. Um, yeah. And that was kind of the <laughs> the most. Big girl. She, you know what she does too? It's great. She gets the chalk. She no. starts hawking a loogie. She gets on the bar. And you're like, oh man, the neighbors know big girl squatting right now. Guys. Guys. It's good. You got you got some ammonia. Oh yeah, dude. She's doing the. Oh yeah, she's doing the smelling salts. Getting all crazy every set. It's like, damn. No wonder why you're just exhausted. You're putting so much energy into every lift. You guys are the worst. I regret all things. Big girl. Yeah, so that, I mean, that was my best day, but I haven't tried to push over 200, which granted, if I go over 200, I can do about two of them. So maybe this week we might try that just to see where I'm at but I'm I still get super nauseous when I work out the the other day was actually really really terrible I I couldn't get through the workout I was so nauseous you never felt like that before this with my endometriosis I have occasionally I've gone through phases where this happens but that was that day was for sure the worst where I just was sweating but not like just sweating from working out it's like my body just started getting overly hot and sweating my and then I got so nauseous I started dry heaving I just my face felt so tight but I I wasn't getting that you know like saliva feeling in my mouth but it was just like I felt just oily and gross everywhere else dude she totally chickened out of the circuit we were gonna do don't let her story fool you she was not about what we were about to she's like oh I gotta do it no 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 I finished the one circuit we were doing and then I didn't do the middle one and then we went to do abs I was finally decided okay I'll get back in my stomach settled down enough and that's when the shits hit. So there went that workout. Oh man, You're just getting it from all sides. Uh, it's yeah. So mm, that's hot, right? <laughs> Thanks, guys. It's that kind of party. It's that kind of party. So Keaton, for people who want to to do this diet, who want this to be their long term lifestyle diet, what's some of the advice that you would give them? Well, for one, I wouldn't say to like ease into it. Some people have the idea where they're going to cut out something here and there and kind of like take a couple of weeks to ease into the diet. But my recommendation is would be like how you guys did it would just day one, cut everything out and just go all in 100 percent because that way you're going to you'll adapt to it faster because there is an adaptation, like a transition phase because you're just drastically changing what you're eating yeah um, and your body is not used to that at all that first week and, you feel it yeah definitely some people it's longer like I, like michelle i don't know if maybe she even is still going through that adaptation and that's why she doesn't feel good because some people can take longer it's just whatever your biology is but 
that would be definitely something just jump into it straight away uh, I agree. Just, so you would say jump it. straight into carnivore, or would you say jump into keto, give keto a month or two, and then do carnivore? No, I would, if you're already looking into carnivore, just straight go just carnivore. jump straight into that already. If you're gonna do something, just fucking do it. Just do it, yeah. Just do it. Beat around the bush. Because I, I didn't even know what carnivore was, and that's why I was doing keto. If I had known, I probably would have just done that straight away. But... How did you hear about carnivore? It's because my parents, my my dad's found it somewhere. I don't know. My dad's like me too, where he's just a meat eater. So for him, it was kind of the same idea where he was losing a little bit too much weight on keto. And then he found carnivore and started doing that and loved it. So that's where I got that idea. Nice. Would you and so they're still doing it. They're, they've been doing it for almost two years, I want to say. Damn. Wow. That's yeah. impressive. Yeah. They're crazy. And your mom was doing it because of thyroid. Yeah, she had some thyroid. Also, she has a lot of, or she had a lot of um, hormone issues. But she's really intense into it, and she, I understand why she is though, because she's seen a lot of positive. Like she's off all her medications for her thyroid. That's awesome. Um, her hormones are all balanced in whatever. I don't know that. That, that, that womanly woman stuff that you just don't know enough about to comment exactly. on. Exactly. Yep. Was she, um, did the doctors recommend her some other type of diet or lifestyle before she did this? She was doing, she was, she's kind of always been a little bit skeptical with like Western medicine. So because the doctors were just throwing her on medication and she didn't like that. Yeah. So she was doing, it's more like homeopathic stuff, I guess. Mm-hmm kind of before so she i don't know she was taking some sort of meds that were help helping to balance her her um, hormones and as far as diet i don't think they told her to do some sort of specific diet she probably just read somewhere like with michelle doctor they were like yeah no meat plant-based and it's got to be organic and we're like well they didn't say no meat they said try and cut out red meat use only organic meat if you are going to eat and then yeah stick with all all the vegetables except for legumes and some of the ones that are i guess anecdotally more inflammatory it it jumped around the the diet that they handed me they jumped around so much that it didn't necessarily make a lot of sense to me of why someone would suggest doing these things i can understand you know cutting out sweets and sugars and anything that's overly processed or has too much you know high fructose corn syrup in it to get rid of it but some of the other stuff that they were telling me it just didn't make sense yeah like why yeah like why specifically do you think that is negative yeah why this but not this and Mm -hmm. how did you come to these conclusions where I did some of it where I tried to start eating a little bit better. It, but it's not like we eat crappy anyways. Most of our meals are pretty well-rounded outside of this diet where we do a meat, a vegetable, usually two, and then 
sometimes starch or some sort of carb that just adds flavor to the meal and we're you know, never or overeating. I just want to say, as a food scientist, I can't let you sit there and say all this processed stuff that's I, giving I said, a bad rep. I said overly processed. I, that's, I used overly on purpose. I don't think processed foods are bad either just want to get that out there yes i i understand to all my millions of science I followers my millions and thousands your just vendetta. Know, i'm still with you guys all right big girls learn. yeah no because they that was one of the things that really pissed aj off it was avoid processed foods and most foods are processed all it, it, foods it, are processed yeah throughout the distribution channel you know some sort of processing happens with them and that alone really pissed them off I just well, I'm sure I, I've I've heard the PSA from from Jocelyn as well. Oh yeah, so. it, it's it's frustrating for me and Jocelyn because we we sit here and we're just two normal people. We're scientists and we work with that stuff. But you have these MDs who know nothing about it, and then these crazy people online that get all up on their soapbox, which they know nothing about. They've never seen a farm. They've never seen a lab. They've never touched a pipette. They've never done anything. And then they attack our career and all this stuff. And it's like, dude chill out all right we're people too. right Are yeah i think people? that's definitely helped me understand that side of it more and kind of i think expanded my mind as far as when i read something to kind of think about it a little bit more because you guys have you know that scientific approach to it where you're looking at how did they come with come up with these results and what variables in this experiment mm-hmm. could have you know caused this result to happen that was could have been a wrong variable or whatever whatever exactly. it was you know this like the method was flawed somehow and that that has actually helped me to look at that which basically anything that you read you got to take with a grain of salt and you got to do your own research yes. i guess yeah. that would Amen, be another brother. thing that i would recommend if you're going to do this diet is definitely do your research on it if you're just going to listen to somebody and go by their word it's kind of you're just following blindly, you know. Yeah, no, at you least got, know what you're doing and what it's gonna do for you. Exactly. Yeah. You, you got bigger problems if you're blindly following people. Yeah. Especially if you don't have a little bit of skepticism on someone saying only eat meat. Right. 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 Because I mean, the first time I heard that, I was like, "What? Uh, le- that's crazy." And then I looked into it a little bit more. And I'm like, "Oh, okay. Well, there's some stuff that makes sense here. Okay." Yeah. So I mean, even now, I'm still, I still try and get information from both sides and kind of see how they're debating each other and what points each each side is bringing up and it's interesting my mom is super into it she'll listen to podcasts every single day and if i ever have a question pretty much i can just ask her because she's probably read something about it or listened to a podcast or something yeah it's good to be well informed that's for sure yeah and it's, yeah it's good to have a resource like that that you can reach out to that does you know question the veracity of everything that she does listen to compares it against you know what she knows and what she doesn't know to continue to to develop and learn about this diet and about her lifestyle for sure and, yeah. and i think anytime you you take on any sort of diet or adapt a lifestyle in an eating way you have to make sure that it does work for you just because all of our bodies they they work in such different ways just like my body is not reacting well to this diet i'm really curious to see if in the next week i do feel something better i i kind of hope i do if i reach that 30-day point and nothing is better i'm just going to curse the carnivore diet for the rest of my life and never tell anyone any good things about it. But Pretty that girl. but that also doesn't mean my experience is going to be someone else's experience. Because my body 
handles and processes nutrients differently. Everyone's stomachs have <laughs> different. Keaton, I got a question for you. Okay. <laughs> how were you? I, I kind of feel like I know where this is going already. Yeah. How how did your stomach and butthole handle the <laughs> handle the carnivore diet? Did you have to refer to the butthole specifically? Yeah, because <laughs> yes, it's absolutely. a very important part of this whole story. Okay. Keaton, describe yeah, well, your butthole to us. I would say mine was perky and tight. I would say that it, it went pretty smoothly. <laughs> yeah. No, no pun intended. But <laughs> was I didn't the really pun have problems. As far as just like, I think kind of like AJ, where I, I just don't poop every day. It, At least I had like my parents warned me like, you might not poop every day. I think I would have been a little bit nervous if I hadn't heard that before. I'd be like, where is all my shit going? That's you how know? I was because I, I didn't shit for six days, five days, and I was. That's scary. I legitimately because all the things I heard was that everyone blows up the toilet like it is fierce diarrhea and it didn't hit me for five days and i'm like uh what the hell's wrong with me you start thinking do i have a parasite like is (laughs) is there something wrong with me like is it gonna blow out my intestines when i do go that's what i was scared about like damn it's been a it's been a few days like is there just a rock inside of me now yeah and then michelle is really funny to see she was the total opposite well, it started on, like, day three for me. And it hasn't stopped. And it hasn't stopped. Oh, God. Like, today, <laughs> still. Big girl. Oh, oh, you poor thing. Yeah. Oh, man. Like I said, I, a... I really don't think this is for me. Man. At all. Them NASCAR skid, skid marks in the toilet. Woo. I've been cleaning it. But I am really curious as to, like, what what's happening in your body to make it so much different from what AJ is experiencing, you know? You know, I would love to go, if it, we weren't in quarantine, I would go get my blood tested just just to see what my different levels were at. Yeah. Right. Um, I wish I did that. I wish I did. Yeah. This I, was, this, I, like, me and her, if we were to run, like, a legit science experiment and record a bunch of stuff, like, the scientists would see the difference and be like, what the hell yeah. is going on? Right. My mom actually... Did that so she has a bunch of different blood tests 2018 19 and then she just got hers this year so so for her that's great because she can compare before and after i can't tell you all of the blood tests she did because a lot of them are more advanced than i know anything about yeah. mm-hmm. but that is something that i would like to do too i was gonna actually probably ask her to explain it a little bit to me so i could kind of get those done and just see. know what each of them are and yeah because I know a lot of them are just markers for health, basically. Yeah, you know, different types of cholesterol levels. Now I believe thyroid is standard in almost everyone just because of the ties to the pituitary and diet. Just, it really helps with a lot of emotional and hormonal right, regulation. So that's just testing your T4 mm-hmm. levels. Some of the other she, tests... There are... was one that she did for inflammation. I can't remember what it was, but it was some sort of overall marker for inflammation in your body. I is can't remember the... exactly what it was. I couldn't yeah, tell you. Okay. Yeah, and then also just like white blood cell count, plasma count, all, all that standard stuff. Yeah, yeah. I see where you're at. Yeah, I would, I would love to go get that done. I would truly love to see where I'm at. Just because even weight-wise, I'm, I haven't lost any weight. I drop. I every time I've weighed in, I fluctuated five pounds. 
It, yeah, it was down, up, and then I'm back up a little bit more now. So I would love to just see inside my body right now and see what's happening. And I'm also really interested in when we do start eating other stuff again. When you, yeah, um, gonna happen. yeah, when you change, not change your diet necessarily, but you said earlier when Jocelyn cooks something and there's, you know, some vegetables in it or something that you don't necessarily need to get rid of. Do you feel a change immediately or is it pretty normal? Um, I would say if I'm eating like more of a keto meal, I don't really get too much uh, issues there. Sometimes my bowel movements will be a little worse. I would say that worse um, as like in I like harder to get or out if I eat vegetables or fruits or something. But if I do have like a cheat meal, like with carbs and stuff, which I every once in a blue moon I will do because sometimes things sound good. I'll feel kind of shitty for I don't know a day or something so because of that shitty feeling does it make you really not miss that food or not want to eat it yeah kind of that's why it makes it easier for me to stick to stick to my diet because i don't want to feel shitty and i and i like the way that this makes me feel so why not just keep it going you know if someone was to do this diet and they wanted to do like a cheat day like you know every other diet has a cheat day would you advise against that yeah, honestly, I wouldn't recommend it because the only thing with this, I would say, like, carnivore diet is is kind of a keto diet, you know, because you're not eating carbs, so you're still going to be running ketogenic, like, mm-hmm. running off of, like, burning fat for energy. And the only thing about that kind of diet is that once you eat carbs, then you kind of mess up your body for a little bit until it adapts again, you know? Yeah. Right, so every um, time you do it, you're resetting the cycle almost. Yeah, kind of. Although it, it's not going to take you as long to adapt to it again, but still, it, it's yeah. not as easy as defeating on another of, diet defeating where the you're just... of the diet, yeah. really. Yeah, yeah. So for me, that's why I was I was pretty strict for, for six to eight months is because I just didn't want to have to readapt or mess anything up. But now, I don't know. It's not... I don't know if it's just my body, but I don't feel terrible if i have a cheat meal but i also am not doing like a cheat meal a week maybe once a month you know at the most that's pretty good but yeah what are the things you cheat for like what are the things you do actually miss in your diet well being from hawaii uh rice is like a staple so (laughs) something with rice in it like sushi i love sushi oh. that is uh that has been a cheat meal before also ramen has also been a cheat meal before yeah, yeah. i could see that. um those are probably the main ones honestly no fruits or um like no nah, i'm definitely i'm definitely not gonna cheat for fruit that sounds so lame <laughs> <laughs> what about like ice cream or something not really i'm not too much of a dessert person so okay that makes life easy then yeah, it makes it a lot easier. But there, actually, I mean, I guess I technically will cheat sometimes to have like you know, a, like a keto dessert. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's like, well, this is like the best cheat I could do, I yeah, guess. Yeah, it's in the ballpark. Yeah. What is a keto dessert? They have like, okay, I'm just going to tell you about these keto ice cream bars that they have from Costco. They're delicious. They're just, it's just like a, a salted caramel ice cream covered with chocolate and it's sweetened with 
want to say it's like stevia and erythritol, but it tastes pretty damn close to just regular ice cream. It's like coconut cream base, right? That one, I don't think. I, I'm pretty sure it's just milk. Oh, there. Yeah, and that's... cream, but it's not. It's it's really low in carb. That one. Sounds delicious. Yeah, I can't wait. Six more days, baby. Six more days. Six more days until we start it all over again. Woo-hoo-hoo! Unless I feel significantly better, there's no chance in hell that this is continuing. You know, I have... I'm not telling you to do this, but I have heard from people that sometimes it does take longer than 30 days. People have recommended doing 60 or even 90, like, minimum in order to get the full effects of it. Really? Yeah. It's all, it all depends on your body, though, you know. Yeah, see, like, I don't know if I could go on feeling miserable for another 30 <laughs> days. I, You know, if I knew I was going to significantly feel better, girl. I would try. But the fact of the matter is I feel too terrible to want to even try. Continuing this just as a lifestyle is not for me. I need other types of that food. Big girl lifestyle. I need. Oh, oh, oh. I live the big girl lifestyle. <laughs> so I think transition period that it would take too long, and then overall, I wouldn't do it forever. I don't think I could try it for that long, just to like maybe possibly feel better. Right. Right. But you know, for others out there who really do need something, just know. It's not just 30 days. 60 to 90 is also right. recommended. Right. Millions of screaming fans out there. Yep. All the millions of screaming fans who need to combat their possible autoimmune diseases and or just really want to change up their lifestyle. 30 to 90 days is now the recommended trying out yeah. period. I've heard of a lot of people that in the beginning they will experience a lot of, even more so than you actually, Michelle, they will get a lot of bad side effects. People will break out. Well, I did break out too, yeah. But from everything that I've read and heard, it's, you know, your body is completely changing and you're dumping a lot of things that you don't, your body doesn't need anymore. I don't know if you guys have have read about like oxalate dumping at all, Mm -hmm. but that is something that causes people a lot of problems and discomfort, I know, when they transition into the diet. So that could be a reason for some of the bad side effects. I can't tell you because I have no idea what's happening in your body, but yeah, she's, yeah. she's got so many hormones and, and different stuff going on. It, it's, it's hard to tell. It, yeah, it's hard to pinpoint yeah. anything. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just the number of medications I'm on period. Right. Some of those medications I just can't come off of anyways. The thyroid medication I could, the progesterone probably, but some of the pain. So I'm on Oralissa, which is for the endometriosis pain and uh, gabapentin, which is for, it's a nerve blocker. Those I couldn't come off of, but those also just affect your body in different ways. So it could be, you know, just interacting with those poorly as well. Right, right. You know. Nothing, to, nothing a little exercise and a can-do attitude can't fix, right? <laughs> sure. Big girl. Big girl. All right, Keaton. Keaton, I have another, one last okay, question Okay, one you. last question. Sure. Are you ready for all this fame and star power you're about to get from this podcast? The millions of followers you're about to have now. I've been practicing my autograph already. Oh, good so. for you. He does have yeah. a nice John Hancock, I will say. He has a nice, 
<laughs> emphasis on the last part. On, on the cock part of the, the jam, yeah. John Hancock. The hand on the cock part. Thank, thank you for uh, <laughs> letting us know. Why do these always turn sexual when we have guests on? No, they usually turn shitty because we always ask about how people are crapping. <laughs> so it's just a mix. We hit... Uh, those are all the best topics though that is is very true i mean everyone watched the tiger king for hillbillies drugs sex and weird stuff so touche yeah so this is this is the next big thing yeah we've created it it's the next big thing because it's about big girl oh (laughs) yes all right keaton thank you for coming thank you for talking for having me guys uh did you want to give us a shit show out a shit show out yeah was that it send us off with a shit show all right. Shit show out.